Welcome to the Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus. Our world is full of incomplete solutions, leaving people searching for more. God's only solution for all mankind, for all time, is Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. The Solution Radio Show will help you to grow in your relationship with God as your Heavenly Father. Your purpose is far greater than the day-to-day circumstances of life. Let's join Greg as he shares God's Word with us today. The other day, I had an interesting conversation with a young lady named Shania. It was not unlike a conversation that I've had many times over the years. We were talking about the return of Jesus Christ and eternal life. And as we spoke, Shania voiced her concern of whether she was truly ready for the return of Jesus Christ. She was concerned that maybe she wouldn't be a part of God's salvation through Christ because she had not yet done enough to gain God's approval. She said, I hope I'm ready. Sadly, I have had that conversation many, many times with many people who believe in Jesus Christ over the years. It's not God's heart that as people are anxious or worried about whether or not they measure up to God's standard of righteousness in order to receive eternal life. So many, if not most religions, teach that a person is acceptable in the sight of God based on their works. If they do enough good works, then they just might be good enough to receive eternal life. If we do certain evil works, well then, there's just no way God would ever give us eternal life. A couple questions that we might want to think about in light of the conversation that I had with Shania. Number one, what was the purpose of the life of Jesus Christ? Number two, do works indicate that one person's life is more valuable than another? in the sight of God. I'm asking these questions in light of receiving eternal life. Our works, they definitely come into play. They make a difference after we have received spirit from God, eternal life through Christ. Our works today determine our eternal rewards and responsibilities. Well, let's look at that first question. What was the purpose of the life of Jesus Christ? We'll start here in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, if you have a Bible handy and want to follow along. Verse 45, For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister or to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus Christ came to serve God, number one. And in serving God, he served or ministered to mankind. How did he do that? He served by being obedient to the will of his heavenly Father, which resulted in him giving his life a ransom for mankind. What's a ransom? A ransom is a payment for the release of a prisoner. Who are the prisoners that he gave his life for? You and me, all mankind. Look at Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood... He, Jesus Christ, also himself likewise took part of the same. He was a human being. That through death he might destroy or paralyze or make impotent him, the devil, that had the power of death. That is, the devil. Verse 15, And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. There is tremendous bondage in a person's life when they are afraid. Many, many, many people are prisoners in their own minds. The root fear of all fears is the fear of death. 
What worse can happen than death? Well, Jesus Christ, he beat death. God raised him from the dead. And in his death and resurrection, he paralyzed or made impotent the devil. In Colossians chapter 1, some tremendous verses here, uh, 12 through 14. Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us adequate or acceptable to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered or rescued us from the power of darkness, and has translated or placed us into the kingdom of his dear Son. Verse 14, In Christ we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. God is the one who has rescued us from the powers of darkness. He placed us into the kingdom. It is through the life, death, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ that we have been redeemed. We have forgiveness of sin. Your good works did not rescue you from the powers of darkness. Your good works did not redeem you and give you forgiveness of sin. It is only by the blood of Jesus that we are rescued, redeemed, and forgiven. It's been ingrained into our thinking by society and the culture of today that we are weak if we rely on God. People are celebrated when they make it to the top, so to speak, doing it their own way. Remember the song, I did it my way. Well, people have become little gods unto themselves. It's always about me, me, and what can I get out of this life for myself? So many people think like that in the world today. The hearts of many can be a hard shell to crack. The one thing, though, that can penetrate the shell and touch the heart of an individual is the love of God. The love of God displayed through the life of Jesus Christ and in turn lived out in your life and my life. That is what will reach the unsaved. I think we're starting to see here from the scriptures the purpose of the life of Jesus Christ. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 1. We'll start here in verse 2 and we'll read up to and through verse 7. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. God is worthy of praise. He is blessed. And because of his grace and his peace, we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heaven, in Christ. Could we possibly be lacking anything? No. Continuing in verse 4. According as he, God, hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Verse 6, To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he, God, has made us accepted in the beloved. God chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. He could do that because of his foreknowledge. He knows the end before the beginning. And he desires that all men and women are saved and all come unto a knowledge of the truth. In our having been chosen by him, we are accepted in the beloved. Verse 7, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. 
We have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, and we have been forgiven of our sins because of the riches of God's grace. It's by God's grace has nothing to do with our works. That is so important for us to realize because all of society, all of culture today is based on works. You get a promotion at work because of your work. You get a raise in your salary because of your work. Uh, You receive approval from other people, whether it be parents, neighbors, teachers, because of your good work. Well, God's standard of righteousness is so high, is so pure, is so holy that it took the perfect man, Jesus Christ, and his giving of his life to bestow upon each of us the righteousness of God, to make available eternal life. Look at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10 we'll read. And you hath he quickened, or made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Wherein, in time past, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. Verse 3, Among whom also we all had our behavior in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich or abundant in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has made alive us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. By grace you are saved. It does not say by your good works you are saved. God is abundant in mercy, and it's because of his great love that we've been saved that we've received eternal life. Verse 6, And hath raised us up together, God has raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are not only saved by God's grace, but in addition to that, He has raised us up together, and He has placed us sitting together in the heavenlies in Christ with Jesus Christ. Where is Jesus Christ today? He is seated at the right hand of God. We are seated with him. It will become a literal experience for us at the return of Jesus Christ when he returns and we meet him in the air and he gathers us together and we take our rightful place at the right hand of God the Father. Verse 7. That in the ages to come, we're in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 7, that in the ages to come, God might show or put on exhibit the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ. In all the ages to come, God will show how wonderfully awesome and kind and good he is by what he does for you. The angels will look at you and they will see what God has done for you and in you for all eternity and they will say, isn't God good? It's really a remarkable life that we have and will have through all eternity because of our loving, gracious, heavenly Father. Verse 8, for by grace are you saved through faith or believing and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. It's not of works, verse 9, not of works, 
lest any man should boast. There it is. By grace are you saved through faith or believing. Our salvation is not of ourselves. You cannot save yourself by your own good works. It's the gift of God. It's a gift. It's not of your work, lest any one of us could claim a greater salvation than any other because of how much we've prayed or how much we've sacrificed or how often we've gone to church or how much money we've given away or how often we've read the Bible or how often we've visited the sick. You just fill in the blank, whatever that work might be. It's not about us. It's all about Him. It's all about our Lord Jesus Christ and what He's accomplished for each of us. We'll be right back after this short break. Please visit our website, thesolutionradioshow.com. John posted a comment on the Solution Radio Show website that said, Loved your teaching. This knowledge of who we are in Christ is so vitally important to us. What an amazing privilege we have to reconcile people back to our loving Father. God bless you. John is one of many listeners that we hear from here at the Solution Radio Show. If you send a donation of any amount, we will send you a copy of Volume 1, God's Magnificent Goodness. Volume 1 contains the first 14 teaching segments of the Solution Radio Show, along with discussion questions at the end of each chapter. Volume 1 may be used as an individual or group study guide. Help to make a difference by supporting The Solution Radio Show with your donation. Visit thesolutionradioshow.com and click the Donate button today. This is The Solution Radio Show, exploring God's solution for all mankind for all time, Jesus Christ, with your host, Greg Backus. Before the break, we left off reading in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, where it says that we are saved through believing by God's grace, that it's not of ourselves, it's the gift of God, that it's not of works, lest any one of us should boast. Well, let's look at verse 10. For we are His workmanship, God's masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath before prepared that we should walk in them. Finally, there's your good works. Once you are saved, you are complete in Christ. Your completeness is when you receive Holy Spirit, the new birth. Now your good works proceed out of direction from your heavenly Father by way of the Spirit. Those good works that he has prepared for you to do before the foundation of the world. It's so important for us to realize that we are saved, receive eternal life by God's grace. And then, after that, we're able to do the good works that our Heavenly Father works within us. Those good works are a result of our obedience to the working within of the Holy Spirit. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, a tremendous verse. For it is God which works in you, both to will and to do, of his good pleasure. There's the good works. God works within you what he has prepared before the foundation of the world that we should walk in and do and perform. You are a fellow laborer with the creator of the heavens and the earth. It's his good pleasure to direct your heart to serve his will. What might be some of the good works that our Father might work within us to do? 
Well, let's look at the Gospel of John, chapter 14. We're going to read here uh, several verses in this chapter. We'll start at verse 1, and we'll read all the way through verse 16. Jesus Christ speaking, he says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go you know, and the way you know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, and how can we know the way? Verse 6, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. What a wonderful statement of truth. Jesus Christ said that he was the way, that he was the truth, that he is the life, and that there is no other way unto the one true God. Verse 7, If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Verse 8, Philip says unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and I'll be happy. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet have you not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father? And then how sayest you, Show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that lives or dwells in me, he does the works. Believe me, verse 11, that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Verily, verily, or amen and amen, I say unto you, tremendous verse here, verse 12, here are the works we are to do. He that believes on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Verse 12, it said, We are to do the same works that Jesus Christ did. Well, what did he do? He healed the brokenhearted by loving them, by speaking God's word. He healed the sick by laying hands on them and praying for them. He set the captives free by ministering to them as the Father directed him to do. And then the comforter that he talks about, the comforter, that's what the Father sent us in the gift of Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost and available to every believer since that day that believes on the Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit abides with us and in us forever. It's the Holy Spirit that directs our hearts to will and to do the Father's good pleasure. And then in verse 12, Jesus Christ made the remarkable statement that those who believe on him would not only do the same works that he did, but that they would also do greater works. What could possibly be a greater work than what Jesus Christ did? It could only be something that was not yet available when Jesus Christ walked the earth. It had to be something that Jesus could not do because it was not yet possible to do. And that one thing was to worship God truthfully by way of the Spirit 
which is to speak in tongues. Speaking in tongues first became available on the day of Pentecost when the twelve apostles were all in one accord in the temple. And then they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and it states that they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the words to speak. And in Acts chapter 2, it says that they spoke the wonderful works of God and in those words they magnified God. Speaking in tongues first became available on the day of Pentecost almost 2,000 years ago and is still available today for those who desire to do so. You know, many denominations, many Christians say that speaking in tongues is no longer available and that it was just for the first century church. Well, I believe the Word of God states otherwise. It is available for all of God's children to speak the wonderful works of God by speaking in tongues. It is the proof in the senses realm of the internal presence of the gift of Holy Spirit. Now, surely you can be a Christian and not speak in tongues. I know many that do not speak in tongues, but they are born again of God's Spirit. Speaking in tongues is not required to be saved because remember, salvation is not of your works, but rather it's by the grace of God. But speaking in tongues is a great blessing to the believer with many wonderful benefits. I have been doing it for, oh gosh, over 40 years, and I know of many thousands of others that do so as well. And if you are interested, if today you don't operate the manifestation of the spirit of speaking in tongues, certainly feel free to email me and I'll send you information. And even depending upon where you live, I may be able to put you in contact with someone in your area that could lead you into speaking in tongues. It's not hard to do. It's just as easy as breathing. We just believe that God will give the words as we open our mouth and speak forth just as they did on the day of Pentecost. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit, as the Holy Spirit, the gift, gave them the utterance, the words to speak. You know, at the beginning of today's show, I mentioned Shania, who made the statement, I hope I'm ready. And that was in the context of having eternal life and being ready at the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. She could only make that statement because she was looking at her own works and not looking at the accomplished work of our Lord Jesus Christ. If Jesus Christ did the work that the Word of God says he did, well then Shania has eternal life. You too, you have eternal life. If you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead and if you've confessed him as Lord of your life, what a wonderful privilege we have to live with and for God, our Heavenly Father. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Thank God for the grace and the mercy that he has shown towards you. Praise him for eternal life. I thank God that it's not of my works and that it's not of your works, but rather it's because of the work of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. In my weakest moment, I see you Shaking your head in disgrace I can read the disappointment Written all over your face Here come those whispers in my ear Saying, who do you think you are? 
Looks like you're on your own from here Cause grace could never reach that far But in the shadow of that shame Beat down by all the blame I hear you call my name Saying it's not over And my heart starts to beat so loud Now drowning out the doubt I'm down but I'm not out There's a Bloods a thirsty soul The broken side begins to heal And grace returns with guilty stole And in the shadow of that shame Beat down by all the blame I hear you call my name Saying it's not over And my heart starts to beat so loud Now drowning out the joining us on the solution radio show at the solution you may re-listen to all of our previous shows at your convenience you may email me at greg at the solution our mailing address is the solution p.o box 9002 naperville illinois 60567 
Once again, that address, P.O. Box 9002, Naperville, Illinois, 60567. Have an awesome rest of your day. God bless you in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. The Solution Radio Show archives are available at thesolutionradioshow.com along with resources to encourage and help in your walk with God. The Solution Radio Show is supported by listeners like you. Make a donation today to join in sustaining God's work at thesolutionradioshow.com. You've been listening to The Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus, and we thank you for joining us today. God bless you. You are God's very best.